Hi everyone, welcome back. I hope you're soaking up the final days of the summer. I can't believe I'm saying that. It flew by so quickly. I feel like I need another month of August. Um, but at the same time, I hope you're embracing the crisp fall air, making its way to us. I feel like that feeling of sunshine and cold air just brings me a sense of new beginnings. I feel like this is truly my personal start of a new year versus January. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for today's episode. I think it's in perfect alignment with how I've been navigating life recently and the shifts that have been happening over the past year in my personal life. I'm really trying to just embrace the present moment and equally the feeling of the unknown to come. It's been quite a journey and I feel like a lot of the shifts personally and collectively have been happening. I feel like we're constantly overanalyzing who we are and what singular version of ourselves we must stick to in terms of showing that to the external world rather than embracing all of the versions that we are. Um, I started We All Dream three years ago with this idea that's completely different than what it is now. Maybe some similar concepts, but just a different version that feels a little bit outdated and this past six months to a year has really shown me the direction I want to shift it into. So I'm really grateful for all of you who have been here and continue to be on this journey with me. So let's allow all those personal thoughts to be a segue into today's episode. Today's guest is New York-based Mona Esser. Originally from Germany and with a passport filled of stamps around the world, Mona uses her life experiences in her day-to-day work and practices. From corporate world to entrepreneurship, Mona navigates business and life intuitively. She is the creative director of Gemsun, a sustainable fashion line started by three lifelong best friends, as well as the energy force behind Bishen, a practice in which she offers transformative guidance to activate your spirit and inner glow. Today we talk about her experience working in Berlin, finding her way back to New York for a second time, and how it's important to trust yourself, taking every experience as a piece of the puzzle to the big picture of your creation. We're all on different timelines, and what works for one won't necessarily work for another, but there is power in making a choice to continuously grow and evolve towards the life you dream of, while remaining present and enjoying the process. The warmth and inclusivity Mona brings to every gathering, whether it be a pop-up for Gemsun, an offering for Bishen, or supporting those around her who she loves, Mona encourages us to embrace our light and shadow and makes every space that's not home feel like home. I wish you guys could see the visuals in this conversation because we're two very expressive individuals and it's very obvious we're passionate about the topics that we discussed today. I guess I'll leave you off with this thought. What is your creative expression? Today's episode may spark a moment of reflection for you. If you're based in New York, I highly recommend subscribing to Mona and all of her creations, but especially Bishen and her offerings. It will literally light up your life. Okay, let's get into today's episode. are you 
I'm doing amazing. How are you? I just had such a refreshing start to the day. Oh, I love that. What What did you do? I, okay, so I did a double workout. I did some, like, first I did my practice, then I did Pilates, oh. then I went to the gym, and then I went for a walk all without my phone, and it was oh. really liberating and beautiful, and the moon is in Pisces, so I'm, like, very, I'm feeling this, like, intuitive, dreamy kind of energy, which is perfect just for this podcast name, right? We all dream, so yes. it's a to dream. Yes. I love days like this. It's so it's so beautiful. And it's actually, I mean, it sets you up with such a glorious, like efficient energy. Like after that, nothing can pull you over, you know? Yes. Yeah. So ability, so much like base that you've created through that. So I'm very excited. Yeah. I love that. I love your um on the Bishen account, your yes. like morning thoughts. I feel like it's always when you come out of like a meditation or something for like self-care <laughs> and then whatever came up for you during those sessions you share and I it it reminds me to take a moment after those sessions instead of rushing back into my day to really ground myself and take a moment and like okay like how, how did that work for me or what thoughts came up what feelings came up how do I want to cultivate that into the rest of my day hundred percent. And it's so like just becoming more intentional about everything that you do. And you are right. I'm usually coming from a walk. I'm coming from a meditation, a practice. And for me, truly like practice sets the tone of everything. And I practice, I've been practicing for a very long time, every single day. And it's, it's like toothbrush, brushing my teeth, you know, it's like, it's part of such a bigger picture and you can do so much every single day and it's almost like you're staying tuned in the whole time and I love sharing these thoughts because they come so natural and intuitive that um, I want to share this with more people and I just recently got into that because first sharing like with video talking to no one on the screen seemed from like many many years seemed really weird to mm -hmm. me even though I always like Mona you have to do it you have to do it but um, I feel like I'm getting more comfortable with it and actually I am feeling comfortable with it now so yes yeah. And I'm only doing it when I do feel like, it, you know, so for me, it's very much when I feel when it's like intuitively right, I will do it. And yes. um, the same when I'm like showing up to events or doing this or doing that or like today, this beautiful interview, um, because we feel like it because I feel it's right, you know, so I think that's important because sometimes then if it doesn't and you do it anyways, the results are not as vibrant and yes. as authentic. Mm -hmm. I feel that. I feel that so deeply. <laughs> okay, so let's dive right in. Mm -hmm. So for those uh, out there who don't know who you are, um, let's just start very briefly with a little intro of who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Mona. I'm an intuitive guide, and I'm also the founder and creative force and creative director behind the brand Gem Sun that I do with my two best friends. And I'm originally from Germany. I'm from the south of Germany, where the town where actually Adidas and Puma are from. But I didn't grow up completely in Germany because my parents were in tourism. So my sister and I had this beautiful, yeah, this beautiful situation growing up in Portugal and in Tunisia, which exposed us to very, very beautiful, culturally diverse situations from an early age on. And I think that really um, 
made us us or made me me in this case and uh, a lot of people are like hey you don't struck me like German and it, I think that's the reason you know because my parents are working in the hotel industry and we were like hanging out with the you know with the people that did their shifts there and they were bringing their kids but also at the same time we were like at dinners with all the vacationers it's a really beautiful it was a really beautiful way of growing up and um yeah seeing so many different kinds of people from like baby baby stayed on oh I love that I feel like it's so important to have those you know, early experiences that really shape you. And I feel like I can actually see that in your practice, but also you have that warmth of hospitality that, you know, that's the ideal situation with hospitality. You feel like you're home in a place that's not home to you. And, um, you definitely have that warmth, Um, even meeting you the first time at, what was it? Laura Riley's birthday. I didn't even know of you then, but I was like, she's so warm and like welcoming. Um, yeah, your energy is definitely, I can tell that you were raised in the hospitality realm for sure. Yeah. It's, and it's so special because like what my, my dad always used to tell us is like, it, it, for me, the most important thing. And one of the biggest compliments is actually, if you're a person who can talk to anyone from like any person from any walk of life, you know, and have like that openness and that, um, focus on these people doesn't matter where you're coming from and yeah yeah and I I I feel very grateful that I was able to now put that into my businesses and into my relationships and the life that I live here so it's been very beautiful yeah I love that and okay that is the perfect segue so I want to get into your background story a little bit just a little bit more about your upbringing and then your schooling in college and I know you said you um definitely got to travel or move or live in different places due to your parents career um so let's just dive into that whole journey pre-current time I I love that and that I love looking into the past sometimes because it does gives us when we look at it from like a new place so much perspective and um yeah so I I would say I come from a family like we're the four of us my sister my dad and my mom who um that we're really four very strong characters in one family which is very I don't I, I think everyone is special but like it's it's a very strong like everyone is very strong in their individuality so that has been super inspiring to me um my parents both coming from um backgrounds where they had to work a lot for what they um, created in a way and yeah they took us into these countries uh, first Tunisia which is obviously um, was back then even more um, yeah a little bit different than the south of Germany you know Bavaria so growing up there um, I think a lot of the inspiration for food, for um, language, for beauty, for fabrics, for beaches, all of that kind of like was was automatically given to us. And then um, so we did that and then we moved back to Portugal. And then at some point we moved to Germany because my parents were like, OK, we're ready to go back because they were outside of Germany for a very long time. And we moved to back to Bavaria where Adidas and Puma from this town. So it's a tiny town, but still, again, a lot of different people. So we went to school with people from who came from the US, from South America, right? From Africa, everywhere. So that was, again, another exposure to a lot of different cultures. And I always felt like 
I love um, express, expressing myself. I played theater for a long time and wanted to become an actress. And at some point when it was the decision of like, do I do business or do I do acting? I decided with going with business. And then that's kind of like where, what I wanted to talk about, which was a really big question mark kind of like in my life, because I felt in my business studies, I studied fashion business mm. in Berlin. Um, I was always a little bit of the crazy one with the crazy clothes on and like different style. But then with my all my friends who I hung up after school, you know, all these stylists, designers, creators, artists, I was I felt like the business nerd or the one that studies business. I always was like, yeah. I don't know, like I'm kind of like in between these two worlds, you know, and I was never really owning either one of them 100 mm-hmm. percent. One thing I did always hold was my spirituality. So that was something that was with me from the beginning of my life where I've always felt like my intuition was very strong coming through. And even when I was little, like seeing a lot of beautiful spirits and like light. And and um, so at some point, my intuition brought me into realizing, um, okay, I want to do fashion business. So I did that for a while. And then my intuition brought me out of that and guided me into having actually becoming more independent from corporation. And yeah, and um, I feel that school and gave me so much, but it also gave me so much conditioning, which right now I'm obviously working on setting myself free of, but I wouldn't change anything because everything brought me to the place and to kind of like the person, the essence that I am today. But um yeah, it's been it's been a journey of like deconditioning definitely for me too. I love that vision of you in business school wearing like all these funky clothes and colors and patterns because well, with Gemson but also your personal style, it's just so you and personal and I love that because I feel like growing up where I did everyone really dressed the same and it was really hard to be an individual and still be accepted there's a difference between I think I think this is like the Aquarian age of like being an individual but still being a collective and accepting Mm -hmm. others and accepting yourself and having that individuality within this collective and I didn't really have that growing up so I really learned to just follow the path of everybody else. And I felt very suppressed and I felt very sad and I felt like I had to fit in. And, um, you know, later in my years, I was able to lean into my intuition about what I wanted and what I was drawn to. And then living in New York, there's individuals like yourself that truly embrace like that inner spirit and the colors that you're drawn to and the patterns and even the way you style your pieces. And it honestly made me fall back in love with fashion because I think my first two years here due to how um, the industry is, I fell out of love with fashion um, just because a lot of things are really trendy and everyone's following that same path. And it's really focused in consumerism and needing more and more and more. Um, but yeah, just that thought of you being in business school, I, I can picture it because it you're funny. so vibrant and yourself. And I, I love that image for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. 
it was really cool and there were a lot of beautiful individuals that supported me and loved it but mm-hmm. I also often thought like oh I'm a little bit out of here but what you were saying I love what you were saying because a similar thing happened to me at some point I um okay I then went on like I worked for um several brands for LVMH and then um at some point I also was like oh this doesn't feel right to me anymore right this is where mm-hmm. um, maybe we'll we'll talk more later about that but um where I was like oof this isn't the fashion that I first started loving and now having the space and the community and also the certain um, connection to like that self-actualization and that inner truthful self it feels so empowering to actually live that out here in New York and like beyond New York of course too and create this kind of sense of aesthetic for others too and then either they like or they don't like it but like not letting yourself be stopped or pushed into one um, box that has to fit all right mm-hmm. so um, I love that New York also brought that to you yes yes and I would love to learn more about that because I think every single um, opportunity we have even if it's not a right fit it guides us to where we're going um, and where you are right now which you know that we have a whole life left to live but where you are now um, is very inspiring and it feels very free and very in um intentional and all these wonderful things so I would love to hear this journey of all the different experiences you had beforehand I I have to say I give have to give a lot of credit here to my daily practice so since I'm 18 and I did a big trip um where I started learning in this lifetime how to meditate and practice um I have been doing it since I'm 18 on every day more or less every day with very little exceptions and it brought me a certain sense of self and then um I I did think that I was going to be like a big marketing manager CEO of a big like luxury brand or something and people would always tell me that so also that conditioning from the outside oh Mona you're going to be there and at some point um having the experience by myself because I believe like experience brings that contrast I right and that contrast brings this like preference so I was in these um, jobs internships and I was just like oh where it says that brand the brand isn't inside what they sell to us like Mm -hmm. for the working people it's not what it's inside like luxury like looks much different to me truly and the main thing why also I then created Bichen um, which is in a way my I I feel like my absolute baby because and what I always want to do is it bothered me that in the corporate world, we have our weaknesses right here. And I'm showing like my hand lower and then my hand upper. And then we have our talents here. And all we focus on and all our bosses, our teammates, everyone focuses on is our weaknesses. So yeah. that we can transition into just looking at our weaknesses. You have your feedback talks, right? Where you're like, oh, you were good at this, Mona, and you were good at this. Um, but like this, you have to still work on, right? It's this constant focus on our weaknesses. And I was like, this doesn't work because what happens if we actually focus on our talents? What yeah. if we rise, we become more radiant, we become unstoppable because we're actually doing something that we're good at, that feels good, that mm-hmm. makes us create more, that makes us communicate clearer, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and once I noticed that, I also saw it everywhere in society that when we're growing up and when you're not good at math, immediately you get put into extra math classes instead yeah. of like, right, focusing more on actually really good creatively or with languages instead of yeah. boosting that. So I like I feel like part of my journey is to share with as many people as possible that it is time for us to focus on our 
strength on our talents mm -hmm. rather than looking at what we're not good at. And I'm not saying, oh, we, we only have to look at what we're good at and only, only that. When we actually tap into doing more of what we like, there are no weaknesses anymore because we're just becoming open. We don't see things as weaknesses. We see things as areas that we maybe want to grow in or areas that we don't feel interested in. And then we can let that go. You know, it's also okay to release things. So, so that was um, what set me free. And I, I feel, so I had a really big move happening from uh, 2019, just before the pandemic um, from Berlin to New York. Um, oh, my wow. partner, we were like, we want to go back to New York. So we moved back just literally four years ago and got married here in New York. And then the pandemic started, right? Just half a year later. And because of visa, due to visa reasons, I wasn't able to officially work here. So I was like, okay, so I have a little bit of time, even though finances were obviously challenging, yes. but I was like, okay, let me see what I can do without for, like going back corporate. And I was in this like very difficult time of like, I have to go corporate because like I need that money. But I'm also like, my intuition was like, Mona, no, wait, mm -hmm. wait, study, study, experience, experience. And I was in so much pain thinking about having to go back to a corporate job where other people tell me how I can be and how I cannot be and all of that. And I was like, I, I, I didn't do it. And I had to go through a lot of, um, yeah, financial instability. Yeah. Um, because yeah, having two own businesses that are babies in New York isn't easy, but you mm -hmm. know what? You finesse it and you do it and you trust yourself and you trust the people around you and you trust the work that you're doing. And um, yeah, and I, am I where I wanna be 100%? No, because we always wanna grow, right? We always yes. wanna expand, but I am happy where, where, where this is right now and where this is gonna go. But yeah, it's so, it's been definitely a tremendous change in my life in the last five years. Yeah. And it's so powerful to be able to enjoy the journey or sit and be present in it because we constantly want to fast forward through it. And I hear this so much with um, people messaging me about episodes on Wheel Dream or in these conversations or even just meeting people in New York every time they reach that next stepping stone. They're like, okay, I need to get to the next one. And I I'm guilty of it as well, but it's so powerful to just be here right now and think back and reflect and be like, I wanted this for so long, or I went through this and oh. I pushed and I, I listened to my intuition, even though it was the harder choice, it's always a mm -hmm. lot easier to choose the safe path, mm -hmm. um, you know, to go back to corporate, get that bi-weekly paycheck, the health insurance, all the benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, but listening to your intuition is definitely uh the challenging choice but it's so rewarding and that's a very good reminder it's self-liberation you know I feel and um sometimes it's not for everyone and for in, in a different timeline you know yeah. everyone will hopefully find that you know um but it's 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 about finding that stability even yeah. though you maybe don't have that as you said health insurance that that paycheck the stability in something that is called the self that is called maybe the physical body that is called maybe um your, your spiritual practice um or your creative expression right yes. it, it comes in so many different shapes and forms and like becoming calmer and more what you're saying more connected to the present moment is one of the base i think teachings for all of us to mm -hmm. consider to integrate yes that's so true and so you were in 
Berlin before moving here in 2019. And um, you said you came back to New York. So were you previously in New York before that? Yes. Okay. This is I. I love that this is coming up because, um. So I, as I said, we we were in Bavaria then back, and I um went to high school there, and then I always wanted to go to New York. I had this really strong intuitive pull. I need to be there. I need to be there, and then my parents were like, "No, like we're not going on vacation to New York." It's like to, and then one time, like after years of years, we can can we please go? We went and we stayed at this really cute hotel in like New Jersey. We had to take the bus, and it was so like expe- like beautiful and then when we left I cried in the tr- in the plane and my dad was like what's up I was like I I feel like something like I need to be there so what happened is that I my parents weren't able to pay studies in the U.S. for me yes. being in Europe so I found a study program in Berlin uh... that exchange semester with New York and it gives me goosebumps and it's actually quite emotional because that's the reason I moved to Berlin just so that I could be for six months, um, eventually going to New York. And I yes. did that in 2014. Um, I came here um, and I studied here as an exchange student and then did a, my first internship here in the US, which was for WGSN, which is a trend forecasting agency, the biggest wow. one. Yeah, that was really beautiful. Met a very special mentor of mine. It was really, it was really beautiful. And that's kind of how I first got to know my now husband and all of these beautiful connections also that I still honor today. And, um, but I had to go back many times because of visa issues. So I was here two, three times and never worked out. And then at some point it did. And it was a whole game of like 11 years for me to finally then be here. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That is so, yeah, that must, this, current move from 2019 even um with the uncertainty or um the challenges with the pandemic and all of that you're like I'm just finally here Mm -hmm. something you've been called to for so long I got goosebumps with like right before you said that I had goosebumps I was getting your secondhand goosebumps yeah yeah and and like as if it wasn't already a lot that we did when he moved to Europe where we had to get visa with him then the pandemic happened it was like oh, practice yes. you know like really yeah I mean and for everyone I mean everyone went through it during that time which is beautiful because now we are much stronger yes yes oh that's beautiful and so you went to school in Berlin and um for the exchange program and you had an opportunity with WGSN which I remember in college like I went to school in um, Boston for fashion communication and promotion and that was always like our big thing I feel like that was everyone's goal to either get like an internship there or work there um and so when you went back to Berlin, um, before you moved to New York in 2019, and um, you and your partner were there, uh, what were you doing? Were you still working corporate or had you gone solo? I by corporate. Okay. Yeah, I own, no, 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 only in New York. I started everything in New York. Wow. I, was, I was with the um, big online retailer Zalando, which is the biggest one in Europe. Yes. And I was on the team to build their beauty department so that was my last corporate job that I had and that was really beautiful and I'm grateful I got the chance but it was also very um charged with a lot of learnings and beautiful people but like a lot of yeah a lot of learnings a lot of um 
things that I noticed there that I did not want to have in my life anymore. And that's why I think I got definitely brand marked. I got traumatized working corporate, not only in this job. Actually, my nicest corporate job was with WGSM because I had an amazing leader, the best leader that I've Mm -hmm. ever had. Shout out to Savannah Todd. so, so that was really inspiring. That's, I think, maybe, who knows, universe, my higher self, the angels, God, however you want to call it. I think they gave me such a beautiful work experience the yes. first year that I came to New York that they were like, yeah, now she wants to come back because she thinks it's better here. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that was it. And then I, I, I left the job and then we moved wow. without anything here. You know, it was really a leap of faith, a leap of like trusting, but I... I've done this before, you know, I sometimes, yeah, my, I trust my intuition and sometimes mm-hmm. more, sometimes less, but um, it brought me here and it brought me to fantastic people, it brought me to a life that is um, growing and fulfilling. Yes. I'm, I'm just recently learning with my astrologer about um, the different zones and like how you might grow or struggle or whatever in those different areas Um, and usually the places you're drawn to are the more positive areas and then a friend of mine who's a healer has just been teaching me about uh, your life path number I'm in in number three oh wow beautiful an artist I'm meant to become the artist meant to become a master communicator yes and I really feel like those two learning about those it really lets you just breathe and trust the path a little bit more because everything is truly in divine timing and it's easy to forget that but um I got chills just knowing like you have been called to this place and every time you've come here you've had these beautiful experiences that have allowed you to be free and open and just like finding a joy internally exactly in building so when I look back every time that I came here I was like oh I'm building I met this soulmate I made this person or I, I was able to change um, certain habits of mine you know it's always yes. like that I love that you're going into the astro map that's so beautiful and yes. I recommend everyone to look into that it's interesting because like my time in Berlin was really rich and beautiful nurturing too um, but my Uranus goes through Germany and like the, Uranus is like right the the, the crazy person the, the, yes. the planet with unexpected energy and that was definitely it and New York is is rich and beautiful and it has Jupiter energy for me so it's very wow. beautiful so it really is aligned with um, usually what we feel already mm-hmm. yes Wow. Uh, I love that. And um, okay. So you started on, you've always felt the spirituality within you. And then you said um, when you were 18, you had an experience and that brought meditation into your daily practice. And so growing up, did you have parents that were in that realm or was this something you were called to I would own. say definitely the one I, I my my dad is very like both of my parents are very inspiring like yeah. very personas right like they really beautiful inspiring people um they believe my dad especially he believes in something but it's not very I wouldn't call it spiritual yeah. I was definitely the one most of the the four of us who was like leaning into that and my yeah. sister's highly spiritual she's just like step by step finding it out um, <laughs> we would love if I, uh, me saying that but um I think it was more um, myself and through nature Mm. I had a connection to the ocean and to the beaches and felt connection coming through there but I would say it's been kind of like my own build-up 
Yes. Even though, of course, we always have these inspiring um, forces around us, but yeah. Yes. And so, Bishan, I am trying to think how that came into play. I feel like one of our mutuals had posted about that. Um, was it a full moon or it was either a solstice or a full moon? I think it was summer solstice that I went to. And I think I, I had told you multiple times that I have nonstop been in search for spiritual sessions in groups and people since I moved here in 2020. And I have yet to come across anything profound that I was used to in my upbringing. So I was raised around beyond healers, like just on another level in a different realm. Um, and so I went to your summer solstice at um, Tangerine. And as you know, like I felt like I had a rebirth. I left <laughs> and you know how noisy those streets are around there, but I couldn't even hear the traffic. I just heard the birds singing and the trees like sweeping each other from the wind and the colors were vibrant. And I just remember like literally feeling like I was floating home Aww. and it was so beautiful. And, um, you, you hold such an energy to you, even just having conversation, even in more busy environments. Like when I went to the pop-up, there were so many people in and out, but when we were speaking, it's like all of a sudden this bubble goes around you and everything is calm and grounded and inspiring and warm. Like your energy feels like a warm hug. So my heart is beating. You're so, oh, this is very sweet for you to share. Thank you so much. Yes. No, I really, I really feel that. And I, I'm like, I want everyone who's in New York to experience that because it can be a place that doesn't always feel very grounding. And so to find those environments is so helpful to just keep moving and to keep remembering to just connect with yourself and others. And you know, that uh, energy of the Aquarian age. Um, so I would just love to know how Bishan was born and what led up to that. And, um, you know, just that journey of getting there into launching this yeah. side of a business. Wow. Yeah. It's um, so first of all, thank you again. I just recently started doing group sessions. So just the beginning of the year properly. Um, and the mystical mornings and Tangerine is, is really giving an outlet for people to really connect and like building that community. And we've been seeing people coming back and like making time to be there, which is so beautiful. But initially how Bishen was, I, I think, um, what I like to say is only um, since recently, it's called Bishen, but before it was just me and my practice and how I am. And I I, I say I was working um, without having a, like, let's say a vessel. Yeah, yeah, because I was always, always so interested in one-on-one conversations, but um, private and helping people see what I see in them, mm-hmm. right? So, so um, Bishen, Bishen, Shen in um, Chinese medicine, also in Japanese practices, is the glow that we hold behind our eyes. Mm-hmm. It is that reflection that when we are radiant, when we're tapped into our truth, that manifests into our skin glow and into this halo, right? Into these eye clients that we have. And I wanted to say be, because I think just by being, we're enough, but also be the Shen, be Shen. And um, I, it's been a whole, it's been my whole life, let's say, uh, leading up 
to then when I called it Bichen, but um, long story short, I was working for like a um, luxury brand under the um, LDMH company and I was um, about to leave actually to move back. I was in Zurich and I was about to move back to Berlin and um, I was leaving. So they had like a workshop happening and somebody was like, okay, Mona, you're leaving. So you can't be part of the workshop anymore. And I was like, Oof, okay, wow, that hit, hit, my, hit my heart. And then the, the bigger boss came up. No, she was like, no, 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 you're going to be there because you're going to love it. So that workshop was with a face reader. And um, that face reader met me and we connected. And she was like, whenever you're ready, I want to be your teacher because you are what I am. So you are a face reader. And then long story short, she taught me and she, I studied with her and I was able to learn how to read faces now again in this lifetime. And um, which then I started doing readings for people here and there and uh, feeling like, wow, I love what the face holds and how much like guidance it can give for people to change their life or maintain certain beautiful habits or practices that they already have. Yeah. And that turned into me finding in a way a channel of how I can let my intuition, my psychicness talk um, through me in a way <laughs> and um, studying numerology on the side, tantric yoga. So I'm a big Kundalini practitioner, uh, breath work, movement and step by step, everything came together that I was like, OK, this is Bishen. So I, I started offering immersions, which is the face reading immersion and numerology immersion. But then I had another very beautiful experience where I was like, no, your main offering is bringing alternative therapy to people, which is the Rashida journey. And Rashida means knowing of your own way. Mm -hmm. um, so this is like a weekly practice where I meet people on a weekly basis and help them reconnect to their truth, reconnect to their Shen, reconnect to who they truly are and more of who they are, right? Of what they think they are. Um, yeah, and to be honest, like just talking about it now freely like this, it's really, it's been such an honor for me to be able to hold space for people um all around the world let's say slowly yeah it's getting there and uh, people here um it's it's it gave him it's giving healing to me on a daily basis because i used to um give that this like intuitive power to people who didn't maybe want to hear it my friends my partner my family you know like Mona, it's like but now i have people who come to me and i have that channel and they chose to be with me so now i can like let that guidance you know be very intentional mm. so I found an outlet of truly expressing these intuitive buzziness that I'm constantly feeling and um, it's opening so much for myself and so much for the person and it's yeah it's a gift it's a gift that I get to do this so the face reading is very interesting to me I've never done that can you explain what that how that works and what a session like that would look like yeah totally so um face so all of us are face readers first and foremost it's not me sitting on my pedestal telling you this is how your face is all of us do it on a subconscious level so what you do in the training is almost like you bring that subconscious to the conscious like this person has that character trait because the nose is shaped this way and yes. be right so what we do we we first um I connect with the person I receive pictures recent pictures with no makeup hair back completely natural in good lighting and then I analyze every single part of their face um also 
led by my intuition, right? So because mm -hmm. it's like a two-hour session, so we can't go into every single uh, freckle and uh, line, but obviously most of them the most important part. So I really look at the face and then I am guided into the most important parts where it's like, oh, there I see a little bit of frustration or there I see mm -hmm. a lot of uh, creativity. I want to share that with the person. So every single line, every single part, size, um, coloration of your face stands for something, mm -hmm. shows inner being. So your entire inner being, your state of being is reflected in your face. So we say it's a map, you know, like your Google Maps or like a proper old school map where yes. you try to find something. You can go through your face, understanding your life, understanding your purpose. I like to call it destiny direction, um, that golden path of yours by reading your face. And um, in a way, it's so beautiful because in the world that we live in right now with the social media and all of that good that that brings, but also the comparison, these things of I have to look like this and younger and these, it's very beautiful to connect to your face, understand the message of your face, because then you don't want to change your face. Yes. Because then you're going to be like, you know what, my face is so precious. Everything that it holds, I honor every single fricker, every single line, every single pimple that comes, reoccurs and reoccurs. There's meaning behind everything. And um looking into that into these mystical practices also with numerology also with like what breath work and meditation can do um the human design astrology i use all of these esoteric practices to kind of understand and like guide um my clients it brings so much compassion because the yes. moment you are like oh this is this is literally this like shadow self that i'm keep pushing away is literally written in my face so it's time for me to kind of embrace that and it's time to me to look into it because like it's, there's nothing bad about it you know there's nothing good there's nothing bad in the face it, it just is yes and same with the numbers same with your chart you know it's it, it's it just is mm -hmm. and it's for you to is with it to be with it right to are with it whatever that is for you you know so um yeah it's, it's a really beautiful practice yeah that's beautiful I my whole upbringing I always would tell my parents I need to fix my nose I need to fix my nose and I had everyone my whole life telling me that as well and it was probably three or four years ago I was doing a breathwork session and I had this vision during it and it was like all of these people from my lineage, just like everyone that it took to get me here, like thousands and thousands of people coming from Lebanon and Italy and Portugal and Ireland and France. And I'm just so many different ethnicities. And that is a lot of humans with different features. And I just remember just being so clear after that and just being like, I, how, how could I ever even think to change any part of my face? And my little sister has the same exact nose. And I was like, how would I feel if someone told her to fix her nose and it doesn't feel good. So how can I tell myself that? And ever since then, I've been very big believer on everyone to do what they feel and they're drawn and called to. But for myself personally, to just be and to love the features that are just naturally there. And I find the face reading so interesting because going off of that, I also always would say to my friends and family, the right side of my face is lower than the left. The right side of my face is lower than the left. And I always just thought it was like a me issue. Like I don't have uh, as lifted 
lifted as a face on one side. And I was doing um, work with a healer of um, different ages of myself. Mm -hmm. And if you look at my photos up until the age of eight, my, my face is actually very symmetrical. Mm -hmm. And then I went through a little bit of a traumatic experience and all the photos from eight on this face Mm -hmm. has been lower. And so I've been working with my healer on fixing the broken lineage or the broken, I feel like it's a different word actually, but there's something broken that you need to internally heal that inner child. And I'm not even kidding. I feel like slowly my face has been kind of returning to that happy, carefree child. Um, when for so long I felt like, um, this like dark cloud and on just this side, I could like actually energetically feel it. And everyone would be like, it's in your head. Everyone's insecure. And I'm like, it's not, I was like, no, no, no. It's not like a, like the twin sister eyebrow thing. It's not that it's like, I feel something on this side of my face. And so the face reading, that is a very interesting concept. So much. Thank you for sharing this. There's so much in this, what you were just saying. So first of all, like the nose, Mm -hmm. um, the bigger the nose, the more of a pioneer you are. Mm. The more, and it's all about leadership. It's about making money. It is about resources, right? Because think about it. The nose in the face represents the spine. And the spine in Kundalini practices, for example, is right, the oh, holy grail. It's, it's everything that we want because all of our nervous system is rushing through that and then expanding. So the more, the, the, for example, if you have a back pain, you can mm. massage your nose right? And this is like these acupressure points that, that yeah. will release a certain kind of tension. But um, you take in through the nose, the air. What is the air? That's like the prana, right? This air, the, the pranayama, the life force energy, the breath work that we're doing. So the more air can come into my nose, the bigger the nose, the more I can hold. So yeah. you doing considering taking away or changing that nose okay that's totally valid and everyone whatever their intuition feels right but it is in a way you're going to take something away from you mm-hmm. that is so special and I also used to think oh I have a little hope in there and da, da, da. but that's all like about leadership it's all about empowerment it's all about responsibility and the two sides of the face this is my absolute favorite part of this entire practice is um it's the personal and the public side and so you said it was your right one. Your yes. right one. Your okay. So that's your public side, mm. and the side is our private side. So one is yin, one is yang. And of course, you going through this like very t- hard time of your life, it you had to be different, and probably you were weren't able to 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 be sad properly as your inner self wanted it, or um, to yeah even be depressed or be 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 seen um as this like other version because you had to grow up right mm-hmm. you were forced to grow up because change these changes were happening and um so what we say is the goal is to bring left and right side into balance and when we go to the to, when we move mm-hmm. away from this body and as children we have it balanced as you said you were yes. perfectly symmetrical because i am I seem to be that's mm-hmm. kind of like right when they are balanced you get what you see and that. most of us don't have synchronized faces because we go through conditioning and through all these experiences where we learn 
how to not be self, how to not be truthful to ourselves, how to fit in, like what we said, how to focus on our weaknesses rather than opening and like focusing on our liberation and the self-actualization and creating more of who we are. Um, wow. And I am grateful that you're working with someone to do this. This is really yes. good. It's like, I, this, this holds so much, my love. Like it's going to, yes. like, that's going to go into your organs and it's going to go into your energy field. It's, it's amazing. And, um, I need to book a session with you for the face reading. Cause I've never done that. And I'm so intrigued and I, <laughs> I need you to be the first one to do this for me. I, I'm so interested. Um, yes. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I, I, I want everyone to experience your offerings and, um, yeah, it's been beautiful to be welcomed into that space as well. And so this kind of leads me into your other pursuit, which mm -hmm. is having a brand. And I know you run that with two of your best friends. And so I would love to know how Gem Sun has birthed. Yeah. yeah. Um, beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I was just feeling like, well, Bishan, beautiful. But it's these two loves of mine. Um, so I do this brand with Lisa and Vicky. We've been best. So we're celebrating this September 20 years of friendship. Wow. It's more than like, it's just an amazing union that is very rare um, that I've been noticing. And so we've been growing up together and we've always been into like beautiful vintage clothing, finding beautiful gems. And um, at the end of the summer in 2020, we were like, you know what, um, we've been finding like here in Brooklyn, um, then Lisa's in LA and Vicky's in Mexico City, or she back then she was in, in Barcelona. Um, we were finding beautiful pieces here and there. And we're like, you know what, like, why don't we do it? Why don't we um, do something together? Because um, I feel, I guess our intuition was like, you guys have to like, not only be best friends, but you have to be business partners, like more yes. karma, you know? And um, so at the end of the summer in 2020, we were like, okay, let's do something together. And I was like, okay, I think I have the name. And we were like, okay, what? Like gem, like finding a gem in the vintage store and sun, because that's like very Aquarian, right? The sun yes. that all the sun that shines on every single cell of anyone's being doesn't matter where you're from like really going deep and we're like okay let's do it and so this entire brand is a union of three um not only three characters but also three locations so mexico new york and in la and um it first started very gently with a few an assortment of vintage pieces with a few uh, kind of like very small batch production clothing and then the accessories, the hats, the yeah. handmade. So it's very special because it works as in the three um, in numerology, we say the three is like this, like the force of creation. So um, Nikola Tesla used to say three, six and nine make the universe run, right? Without the three, six and the nine, these are the creative forces that fill the universe up with creativity. Oh, wow. um, so the three being that in your life path three, which is yeah. so that it's all about creating. So this speaking, creating a podcast, communication, it's all so, so up your alley. Mm -hmm. um, but like so the three energy of, um, of, of expression and creating together happened because um, we are all very different. And so, but what connects us is that we are all pretty intuitive. So we started realizing that I started having an idea 
and I'm sharing it with Lisa, who's the one then making it. So whatever I feel, she can make it. It's just like one, it's a magical trick. Like she can do it. She creates it with her hands. And then Vicky is the one who does all the organization, the production, who manages, who, who in a way gets the pieces online, you know, who, who's the tech savvy one. So we, everyone really tapped into what they're good at. Wow. The talent, what we spoke about earlier, because yes. I was like, I want to work with people because Bishen is really beautiful, but I'm working with clients. So it's kind of like me and my spiritual business, you know, yes. but it's very Aquarian. And one of my guys just told me like recently, Jim Sun is your Aquarian practice, right? The other one is more your Piscean and Scorpion practice. But this one is very Aquarian because we have to work together and we, everyone is doing what they're good at. Everyone is um, growing individually, but mm -hmm. also together. So it's, it's, it's all about, um, collaboration yes it's about hyper individuality because we're only creating pieces that truly we believe in and we don't go after is will this be commercial like we, we tried you know like oh but should we do it in black because it will probably sell more we're like but that's not point the point of this the yeah. point of making sharing more of the beauty what we find beautiful with the world mm -hmm. you know and so we're like no like it's okay the, the, the success will come and the, the growth will come um, in the right, as you said earlier, divine timing in the right essence. And um, so we started with these with these handmade products. And at some point we're like, um, OK, it's kind of not up our alley to use normal wool. We want to expand into alternative material. So we're doing we all three German. So we, we're doing a bunch of research, which are real good at finding these alternative materials, recycled PT bottles, um, biodegradable paper, recycled bikini fabric that we cut and made into yarn. And so it turned into um, quite a collection of beautiful, iconic hats belts and bags mm -hmm. and uh, heads belts and bags yes and um also now recently um since yeah more or less a year also the clothing the the small batch production that we do where we really everything is handmade yeah because we work with people who we have a connection to who we feel yeah. called to work with um and people have been loving it the clothing and it was really again this is again where my conditioning or our conditioning came in like oh there's so many brands out there like nobody will want it because I'm not a designer another and then when once I said like Mona and then I guess Lisa did it for herself too and Vicky did it for herself too like we are you are a designer you yes. are a creator for Lisa for example and for Vicky you are a tech person you are a coder you can do it you know um it's beautiful to see the shift and it's beautiful to see how people are answering to it and like their reaction to it and the, the appreciation and now, um, yeah, getting so much love being craftsmen or craft women that we are. We loved always from the beginning on when we were starting our friendship, creating, doing these little folders that we did for school, little hair clips, clothing already, you know, and then at some point like, no, let's actually make it, um, professional. Yes. Let's something that can last and make it something that brings us together this is also i think a lot of um the, the reason subconsciously why we did it because we are getting together not as often as we want to because we live in different places but for the pop-ups for certain productions like shooting photo shoots we're getting together and that's another reason for our friendship in a way to to grow and to bloom because i do think for our friendship we've reached a level and now going into the business has brought so much more learning it's yeah. incredible 
I mean, a brand, I, I would say almost more than like, for example, with Bichen, because this is like very innate for me, right? It's very innate for me to guide people. I've been doing it since I'm little, but um, the, the the brand is extremely challenging because you're in a market that is, super oversaturated very uh commercialized consumerism at the top of it so it's fun to kind of be off that and yes. we love to be off that and we want to surround ourselves with people and customers who are of that mm -hmm. and um, what you were saying also in some of your other episodes and stuff that it's not important to be into fashion and know who's the head designer of these. It's important to naturally gravitate towards the brand that you appreciate, where you can find yourself a little bit, where you feel maybe a little bit even thrown out of your comfort zone. Yes. I feel like that's what we also want to do. Um, we want to throw people a little bit like, oh, I, I kind of am drawn to this fabric. I would usually never wear it, but why not? Like, why can I not use that to bring myself closer to self it's again a little bit of bichen is in gemson too you know like yes creating space for a more authentic self-expression mm -hmm. and pure beauty and tapping into beauty and that beauty can be different than what we were taught beauty is what really drew me to gemson is that you're always playing dress up with all your girlfriends they're always repping the brand styling the brand you guys are having fun with the outfits and everything but the colors and the patterns and the way it lays on your body. I think that type of design and clothing and feeling when you get dressed really helps you connect to your inner child because when you're comfortable, you can play, you can be free, you can enjoy yourself. So I feel like, and also it's, it is a piece of art because you guys are creating and you're also um, collaborating with other creatives. Even the belt I bought, I'm like, this can't just go in my closet with my other belts. It has to be out in my apartment because um, it's a work of art and um, just also supporting those local people and brands that aren't into mass consumerism. And well, thank you for decorating your home with the belt. That's really beautiful. Yeah, we love working also with family businesses. Like, for example, the bead for your belt we get from a family business in Oregon. And wow. then a few materials that are these recycled ones we get from like a place in Portugal, family business. And it's everything is very intentional. And I feel like I'm one of my core values is really going into relationships and connections in a passionate way. And that goes for my clients, but also for the customers and my friends and the community that we have. And we recently, together with Alexis Badi, we did this um, mega gems uh, kind of like start that we wanted to share with, with the people where we want to highlight people in our community. And we gave them a rack of gem sun pieces and then they chose their outfit that they feel most them. But then um, Alexis and um, gem sun, we were choosing an outfit that maybe we see that person yes. in. And then kind of like putting that person into like, of course, asking them, are you okay? Are you please feel safe? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then maybe putting their hair back, even though they usually hair, wear their hair down and like showing them, showing this mega gem, this individual, even other ways of how their beauty can shine, of how they can radiate in a different way. And um, yeah, I think that is really what, Gem Sun is about it is really about connections because we know everyone who works with us because we are still a young business mm -hmm. which who we want to work with it is um an energetic work every single piece that we send out is getting cleansed energetically by either palo santo and incense or sage um so so 
every card is handwritten. There is, there has to be an authentic connection. And that's why we also call in customers who appreciate the pieces and who will not end up the next season somewhere. You know, we, we really want it to be pieces that, that you treasure, like a little bit of a shell that you find. And sometimes a shell is like very shiny and it doesn't maybe go with every outfit, but like have her and bring her in whenever you kind of like need that shell moment in a yes. way, you know? So um, it's been challenging I'm not gonna lie it's extremely challenging to work in this space and even if you're off calendar and off like not doing it like the big ones are doing it, it's still very challenging especially if you don't have investment like we do you know mm -hmm. we we, we want to own our stuff so we want to hold everything by ourselves it's it's a, it's a step-by-step -step process but okay. I, I I just said that recently with a conversation with my friend Karina who ask me like what what would you give to people right like what what is a what has been a healing point for you um like being on this journey of Jim Sun and I'm like really that step-by-step -step process it's it's we get shown on the internet like or social media this um, celebrity is launching something it's sold out in 24 hours da, da, da. it doesn't have to be like that and it's yes. most of the time not like that and it's okay that it's not it's actually valid it's actually beautiful to have a step-by-step -step process where you build step by step where you get to know your customers first and you can kind of like um, curate a certain group of people and then you you open up and you know it's it's okay it's mm. okay to grow slowly and it's okay to grow safely and it's okay to grow creatively mm. at any given time you know so it's it's not as set in stone as we are taught mm. it is and I feel like a common theme that keeps coming up in our conversation is these like two sides of us that we feel like we're balancing when you were in um, school and then feeling like this business side and then you were feeling like the artistic one and then when you were with your artistic friends you were feeling like this business girl and for you being in the wellness space and being in the fashion space which are polar opposite and when you think of it in the in the big sense of how we look at how majority of people look at it in life and I know Bishan and Jemson share a lot of the same values, but how do you coexist in both worlds and own a hundred percent of both worlds? Mm. Oh, I I love this question, and you know who immediately popped into my head is my friend Melanie from Berlin. She visited me one time when I was really in, not in a good place when I was in Zurich working there. And I was like, you know what? And I, these Bishan and Jemson ideas were coming up, even though I had no idea of the names and I was like oh, I just want to combine the spirituality and this fashion this aesthetic and this lifestyle beauty and she was like uh, Mona you 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 are gonna do that by the people mm. for me both of these are the people because many of my clients are people who work in the beauty space in the creative space so I always wanted to like it's also when you create a let's say wellness well-being healing um, business it's like who do you want to help who mm -hmm. do you feel naturally intrigued by who do you feel naturally inspired by and who do you connect with most of the time for a person like me I most, more or less connect with a lot of like not everyone but I connect with a lot of people but I feel like I naturally called that in and these people are also drawn to me mm -hmm. so I do feel that like the person the individual who comes to Jemsan and also Bishen is kind of like the, the interconnection between yes. them too, because both of them can be both um, customers or clients, you know. Um, but how I 
for my personal self, how how I feel it and see it is that the practices that I teach or that I have been taught and I'll teach in my sessions with clients, I apply them in a working space in Jamsan. And what Jamsan gives me is almost this like beauties and everything. And that inspires me to lead my sessions, to lead my courses, to lead teams and individuals like beauties everywhere. So it's really interconnected. It is total opposite, but somehow for me not. And you know what? I just recently, it was so eye-opening and like, you know, almost body expanding for me when it's not about having to come up with a new thing or a completely new um, invention. It's you, only you. Everyone who's listening, you and I, we only, this individual has the key to create what you are meant to create. Nobody can create it for you. And in my case, it is bringing the healing and fashion space somehow via one person, aka my body, into the 3D realm. You know, and for another person, it's like, how can I be a farmer and a um, work at the, at the Porsche company, like the car company. How can I be that? You can, because you have these two ideas. Your intuition is guiding you into these two realms. And through you, it will channel into 3D. You know, like, it, 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 so I love the question, but it's it, it's very like, for me, it makes total sense. Yes. It, it, you know like what I mean? Like for my individuality, it makes total sense. Maybe from the outside, it's like, hey, how do these two forces come together but somehow through me they come together Mm. and through another person I I love this I think it's so beautiful to play with the concept of duality Mm -hmm. and um, it's so interesting because I feel like in my experience there have been um, environments uh, brought to life by the fashion world um, where I didn't feel so comfortable um, being vulnerable, being open a- out of fear that you might be judged or not cool enough, or people won't take you and your work seriously. And therefore you won't get work because of that. And, you know, this whole spiral of thoughts you feel in a setting that might not feel so open and welcoming. And then um, going to your, um, you call it mystical mornings. Mystical mornings at Penjerine. Yes, that hosted an environment of people who the majority of them work in the fashion and creative space. Yet I felt so comfortable to be vulnerable. I cried. You were like, you were saying to us, like, let it go, let it go. And I was like, I just needed someone to say that and like release. And I was crying. And it's just so interesting that depending on the space and environment that someone creates it doesn't even matter the group of people because it's about the person creating the space and what they're offering and what they're putting on the table and the energy that they're providing um and that was very eye-opening to me because you can coexist in both spaces in both worlds but it's up to you to be that energy and to be grounding and to not shift based on who's around or what the energy is. And you definitely hold that for both uh, pursuits, but just like internally as an individual. Oh, thank you so much. I, you know, what's also coming up here is like, I got hurt just similar to you, right? In this space, in this fashion world or in this beauty, like aesthetical beauty world. So I guess when you're in it, 
you also know how to help people that were hurt in it. You know, yes. you, you have, so maybe that's also one of the reasons why I am in both of these spaces is because I really loved it from the beginning on, but I didn't love it how it is yeah. built by big corporations or by the system. So I had to build it by myself. You know, when somebody doesn't offer you um, a seat at the table, you open your own table. And I guess that's number one. And then also like having compassion for these glorious creatives and like creators and um, communicators and artists and like wanting to pull their talents in front of their eyes and being like, do not focus your valuable amazing time and energy on something you are not that you that doesn't make you feel good focus on what makes you feel good choose the next better thought has been like one of my mantras this entire summer like for my clients and, and like everywhere that I go like choose the next better thought because only when you're feeling well you can create what you want truly right mm -hmm. and um even though I say everyone Anyone, if you are creative, if you don't feel like a creative, anyone can work with Jemsan or buy from, uh, work with Bishen and buy from Jemsan. But like it is this welcoming force that connects us all that is like we are meant to liberate ourselves and to become more of who we are. And life, first we start as babies and we are truly ourselves. Then we get conditioned, conditioned, we get, ugh. and then. It's our goal, just like the face, to balance the yin and yang, to balance two sides left and right. It's so important. And um, I hope that more people are going to want to embrace that. Yes. And um, it's, a, it's another reminder that everyone in these spaces that, um, you know, are in an environment that I feel like could use um, a little touch of love or an evolution in how they run or how they've run mm -hmm. in the past, but every single person there needs connection, needs love. And even if they have on this face or this shield to keep them safe, I feel like love and connection kind of breaks it. And I remember my mom going to these retreats or um, to see Ama, just to get a hug and waiting hours. And you wouldn't believe the amount of people in the fashion world, very well known, like people that I remember I was in college and there was like a few connections. She was like, my daughter is studying fashion and I want you to meet her or whatever. But because of my mom's energy, very similar to yours, she softened them. Mm. Oh, they weren't so not obtainable to be in their presence and um that's probably also because my mom isn't holding them up on a pedestal because she's not in the world but that just goes to show like whatever energy you're putting out is how the outside world may react yeah the law of attraction even though like so many um there are memes and all of that about it but like the law of attraction is real and the sooner you live by it the better yes because it is it is just it is just a law of the universe and you we can't change it and it's like the better you um the more you care about how you feel the more um the better you'll feel and the more good stuff will come to you beautiful people connections um money mm -hmm. uh, sex, creation, art, beauty, right? Anything that you want. And um, 
I this is really special that you grew up with a mom like that that is mm -hmm. very very beautiful and that she gave that to you guys is um is something meaningful mm -hmm. and you know when you grow up with a parent like that you um tend to rebel against it you're like I don't want this I don't want to be that way and then you leave the nest and you're like oh my god I need I, I need these things like thank god she taught us these ways of living and these ways of thinking and creating and um yeah, yeah and it's also giving a sense to practice right like probably your mom is a big practitioner too and it's like I can't say it enough like the daily practice is the most important part to healing and it doesn't have to be you have to don't have to do 90 minutes uh, breath work every day you know <laughs> it, it, whatever it is for you if it's three minutes of journaling if it's five minutes of going out around your block without your phone um, it can be a completely individually created practice and um, I call it actually the spiritual cocktail because like it doesn't matter what you put in the ingredient how long it is how strong it is doesn't matter just that you commit to yourself um, these few minutes or this hour whatever it is for you gives you the basis of being able to go through life maneuver life go forward when you need go backward when you need go right when you need go left when you however you have a compass you have that space to connect to your compass which is your intuition and I think giving space and a vessel to your intuition on a daily level is what's gonna make your life feel better yes. and make yourself feel better and the people around you feel better and it's, mm. it's it's a commitment to self that brings a lot of goodness to life and do you have any tips habits or things that really work for you I think it's connecting to your energy temples. It's for free. You don't need money for that. You don't need um, health insurance for that. You don't need education for that. So energy temples is how I describe things that make you feel good. So things that you may be good at or that make you feel good. Like, for example, for me, when I dance, I give a lot of energy out, right? Like going to a temple, you're bringing something to the temple. You usually bring fruits, you bring water, you bring prayer, whatever it is. You go to the temple, you dance, you exalt all of that energy, but then you stop afterwards and you're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. So the more energy temple activation you can do in your life, the better you're going to feel, the more resources are going to come to you, the more opportunities are going to come to you because you are actually signaling the universe. I am doing, I'm liking life because I just said, oh, I just went to the gym or I just kissed my partner or I just um, drew this beautiful painting or I just rested, whatever it is, ma like making it a thing to bring maybe the first day, one energy temple into your day. The second day, two energy temples. And then for a week, three energy temples, right? Into activations into your day is going to transform your life. Yes. And let me know how it's going because I would love to hear because I've been hearing beautiful, beautiful stories, how relationship change, change through that. And then that would naturally will lead you to a daily practice because you'll be like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with feeling good. I yeah. like myself feeling good. I like myself feeling beautiful, feeling rich, feeling empowered, feeling creative. And you'll automatically want to commit to more. So mm, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> what a good, honestly, that's, that's good because we forget, we forget to play. We forget to connect to ourselves and to just do these things that you can just do anywhere at home at any time. Um, 
And so I guess to wrap things up, what are your dreams for, it could be the near future or the far future? Wow, I love this. Um, I'm a Pisces, so I love dreaming and imagining. Um, I think the big dream is to so support as many people as possible on their self-healing journey. Mm -hmm. uh, truly um, on helping all these beautiful individuals to and groups to to see how amazing each and every single one of us are or is um, I would like to go into corporations and help people in corporations to actually and I've done this in the past and I've been doing it a little bit but I would like to do it more because that's what inspired me to create Bishen and so I want to give back to that space I want to help people and help people in the corporate setting who don't know like how I felt so many it felt like decades but it wasn't decades but like these days where you go in and you just don't know what you're doing that it feels so I want to help these people I want to go into that and I know that um, a lot of shift can come from that and for me myself I want to spend even more time in nature I love mm -hmm. New York so much and I it does have beautiful pockets of nature but I do want to connect I'm very person of the ocean and a big dream of, of mine is to swim it with a whale and dolphins so that's always been yeah it makes me emotional I really because I dream about that a lot in my acupuncture sessions I feel that and I I want to mm -hmm. experience in real life and um, I think for my creative expression I want to be able to really really create um, a lot of these beautiful pieces that I see in my head um, with artisans from all around the world collaborating with women men anyone um, to to bring more sustainable options and meaningful pieces that we can carry and like almost like you say hang on our walls or yeah. wear on our bodies or gift to someone um, yeah I want to and initially, I want uh, essentially, essentially, I want to get closer to God, right? To universe, to angels, like to to find that beautiful extension. To be, knowing that I'm an extension uh, to the universe is is like a big dream, and that's a constant daily work to get there. But um, yeah, these are dreams. So many dreams. But thank you for asking that. Yes, and thank you so much for being on. I. I knew when I came to um, the Bishan group, I was like, oh my God, I have to have her on We All Dream so she can share this energy with more people. Um, and it's been so lovely hearing your journey and I look forward to learning more about it and just continuing on our connection. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Thank you so much for having me and share, creating this space for us. Thank you for sharing with us and I will see you soon. Thank you.